वेलकम टू द हिंदू पार्ले पॉडकास्ट आई एम मैत्री पुरेचा योर होस्ट फॉर टुडे ऑन द इवनिंग ऑफ जून टू एस क्लॉक स्ट्रक सिक्स फोर्टी पी एम अ ट्रेजिक ट्रिपल ट्रेन क्रैश इन बालासोर डिस्ट्रिक्ट ऑफ ओडिशा शुक बोथ इंडिया एंड द एंटायर वर्ल्ड टू द कोर At least 288 people died. Most of their bodies were mutilated beyond recognition and over 1000 people were left injured. Clearly the worst railway accident in the railway history since 20 years. The Balasore train tragedy has now opened a can of worms. Endless questions about what we can do to make rail travel a safer experience. To debate these questions with us today we have Mr. Mahesh Mangal, former additional member of the railway board. and the ex senior executive director at research designs and standards organization where he led a team to develop the automatic train protection system kavach he also has a wide experience in how signaling and telecom systems of the railways work we also have with us mr sudanshu mani former general manager of the integrated coach factory of the indian railways in chennai and the creator of vande bharat express welcome to the hindu spale podcast to both of you my first question is about uh, you know the primary cause that the railways is probing for a missing between signal and points seems like uh, there were some talks about shortcuts being adopted in the process where uh, the signal maintainer and the station master were not in sync about how the maintenance work was happening and essentially there was a location box involved where the manual processes had taken over and inputs were reversed uh, in which case the signal could not read the route properly uh, which may have led to the accident and uh, uh, mahesh ji if you can uh, chip in first about you know uh, with your experience in signaling and telecom for so many years uh, you know when i tell you this theory you know what comes to your mind and how do we strengthen the manual safety protocols more yeah maitri thank you in fact uh, uh, when this accident happened Uh, in fact next day morning itself i had uh, some uh, uh, recording from data loggers and once i saw that uh, it was clear to me that uh, uh, this accident has taken place because train has entered into the loop line uh, with green signal and uh, immediately i had a uh, contact with uh, uh, some of the railway officials and uh, you know i told them this thing and uh, later on they confirmed yes uh, uh, there was some work uh, uh, possibly going on at level crossing gate and uh, due to uh, possibly some uh, uh, mistake in uh, some terminals and other things some wrong wiring was done which has resulted in uh, this particular point uh, which was in reverse condition and normal indication has appeared and uh, with that uh, station master has taken off uh, green signal for uh, for the train he has given the run through signal and uh, point was in reverse condition uh, in fact this point was reverse for receiving that uh, freight train which was standing uh, on the loop line after that it was not normalized normally in railways yani whenever a train is received after that we normalize the point a uh, point is set to the line uh, which is non occupied 
this also was not done and the next mistake was by uh, signaling staff who were working at level crossing gate and they have done the wrong wiring and uh, they were doing the work without uh, taking any disconnection and uh, it should be in the knowledge of station master it never happens that uh, uh, signaling staff is working and uh, they will definitely ask for disconnection and once they are they are not allowed they try to do uh, certain work thinking that it will not interfere uh, with the train working and in that process something happened something wrong happened possibly in this case due to some wrong description and uh, which results in such kind of dangerous situation sudanshi so, would you want to chip in uh, to that probably you know extend it from where mr mahesh took over uh, have you been aware of such incidences in the past like what do you think about this whole kufa there are not too many two three instances where uh, an accident like situation arose because a signaling staff was uh, working and it had it created created an unsafe situation overriding the interlocking but somehow accident uh, was averted in this situation also circumstances combined to make it a very very deadly massive accident definitely as mr mangal has said there was some wrong doing by signaling staff the culpability of the station staff has to be checked if he did not normalize the signal and still he got the indication that should have sent an alarm to him or even if he normalized the signal and got a false indication usually that indication i am told takes some seconds and if this would have happened instantaneously so the inquiry will find out uh, whether uh, what is the level of culpability of the station staff also uh, what i would like to add is uh, this kind of uh, shortcut adopted by signaling staff is usually under pressure of work because trains have increased there is a stress on timely running of trains and a disconnection memo disconnection is given only at the cost of stopping trains so uh, there may be a tendency to do some shortcuts but if such a system of uh, shortcut working was prevalent when i say prevalent it doesn't mean it was happening every day if it was prevalent means couple of instances had come to light and yet the zonal uh, administration had not taken note of it with a heavy hand then the culpability will not stop merely at the station master and the signaling staff but should go much higher because whether trains run in time or not safety has to take precedence over uh, train running and if such a thing was allowed to go or pushed under the carpet that would have, that would be very improper right thank you for chipping in and uh, that brings me to my second question uh, this is basically about uh, you know people noticing in the past there have been uh, inspecting officials who go regularly they do their uh, safety work there have been an ample amount of safety circulars which are available on all zonal uh, sections of the railway board website as well and uh, there had been very pertinent observations that were made in 2015 by inspecting officials uh, who who noted it down and said that safety literature uh, was something that uh, uh, the station master or the signal maintainers were able to 
uh, site but were unable to answer the questions uh, in it there were mock drills which were not conducted on all points not all pointsmen staff were involved in those safety clamps were not greased locks and keys were not numbered properly sometimes relay rooms which are very crucial uh, rooms where uh, a lot of this train infrastructure for the station is maintained may have been opened but the reasons are not recorded in the register signal and telecom failures were not recorded uh, joint inspections of points and crossings were not done jointly these all of these things were 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 recorded a couple of years ago my question is that uh you know once a manual takeover of the system happens uh do you think uh, that uh, the logging therein or the record that's maintained is somewhere uh, you know missing is this uh, how does this happen like is does it happen in writing does it happen on automated systems uh, the automatic signaling system may be designed to fail on the side of safety but what about strengthening the manual systems therein uh, what can we do in future therefore to uh, you know sort of take care of these things mahesh ji mahesh uh, you asked too many questions in this uh, first i would like to tell you about reply you about the things which you have pointed out uh, uh, regarding the inspections and shortcomings uh, railway is a vast system and uh, there are too many things too many inspections too many people to inspect uh, various things and uh, uh, definitely uh, some of the things which you have pointed out do happen because of the sincerity of the staff uh, which is not up to the mark but railway has a very good system uh, we have regular training uh, regular feedbacks are taken and uh, uh, so there are regular inspection by by supervisors as well as officers and even including the staff from uh, officers from headquarters railway boards safety committees safety teams which are there so it might have happened at a uh, few places but it is not a regular uh, uh, kind of things where you can say that everywhere the things are so bad uh, otherwise we cannot operate 20000 trains every day on Six or seven thousand or eight thousand stations, and they are definitely uh, uh, most of the trains are working uh, uh, properly, running uh, with punctuality. So uh, there may be a little bit of slackness somewhere, but uh, not to that extent. So Danshri, would you want to counter that, or probably just bring in your experience and what you have seen in the system? I'll largely agree with uh, Mr. Mar Mangal. You see, railways have a safety department uh, in divisions, zones, and uh, in the railway board, and it's a dedicated department only to do uh, undertake safety checks and suggest ways to improve safety. Now, there uh, the instances you were saying would have happened. Uh, we are not no gain saying that, but it does not reflect an overall laxity in safety. these are instances which would have uh, which do point that the systems need to be improved in that particular area where these were noticed of course uh, uh, you can't do enough ever as far as safety is concerned and uh, although the safety record of indian railways has been improving and improving rather drastically over the years this uh, one off accident has uh, cast a big shadow and uh, yes there is a need to look at the safety systems afresh 
and uh, the culture where safety rules supreme over punctuality and other aspects of railway working that culture has to be built in maitri can i can i uh, add something something more please do in fact if you uh, see the word railways yani you will find almost uh, the number of accidents involving uh, staff is almost like 70% uh, all over the world in fact uh, i was just uh, seeing the wikipedia in which uh, world accidents for 2023 uh, were listed there were 25 accident in uh, 2025 which included two accidents uh, in india one is of course this palasor accident and one more accident was uh, was there in 2023 whereas uh, usa had almost 11 to 12 accidents all of these were related to railways ha railway accident i am saying railway accidents you can see wikipedia a major railway accident in uh, uh, possibly last 5 years you will find the list in that so there are 25 accidents so it, it happens everywhere you know because uh, railway is more or less similar uh, whether you whether it is india or elsewhere uh, maybe we have more of uh, manual system manual system in the sense operation is manual center at individual stations uh, their system may be slightly different uh, we we have many things are better in indian railways like uh, uh, we have one operator who is uh, looking after rolling stock uh, uh, and fixed assets and everything train operation other thing which doesn't happen in most of the advanced railways where there is Uh, definitely a coordination problems and more uh, uh, incidences uh, uh, due to coordination etc okay okay so you are saying that it's a good thing if uh, just one person is looking after multiple things one one uh, organization is looking after both uh, uh, rolling stock because their uh, rolling stock is uh, looked after by the private operator uh, maybe the fixed asset is looked after by uh, government agency and the, Uh, there are the, a number of different different uh, agencies which are involved into the operation of the train so that brings me to my next question and i would like sudhanshu ji to take this first is that uh, we are moving towards certain parts of contractualization or privatization in terms of even for instance vande bharat trains right where uh, rolling stock etc will be manufactured by uh, international players uh, however i'm not sure uh, how is the looking after part designated but what do you have to say about about that are we moving towards uh, an, a trend which is international you see manuf- manufacturing railway manufacturing all over the world including china which has a company called crrc which is a psu but works like a private company uh, nowhere in the world manufacturing is in the hands of government it's only in india among the large railways that we have that so if there is a thrust to uh, gradually pass it on to private or public sector i don't see anything wrong in that because uh, private sector and good public sector bring in inefficiencies and autonomy of working which can help in not only quality product but also export of uh, rolling stock at a, in a future date that said you your question was about maintenance of rolling stock and other maintenance on uh, of the infrastructure 
So, to that extent, those are core areas of uh, railway working, signal maintenance, track maintenance, operation of railways, to, to some extent, rolling stock maintenance also. And that should largely remain with uh, railways. Uh, is, that's my view about that. Because in, in certain contracts of Vande Bharat, rolling stock maintenance has also been given out for 35 years to joint ventures, you know, RVNL and uh, the, the Russian company. So, so it, does that account for some of what we are talking about in the debate? So, I said largely, I mean, I don't, I can't straight away say that maintenance in private hands is uh, has anything wrong as far as rolling stock is concerned. Uh, if Proper checks and balances are kept with uh, uh, neutral checks occasional. I think that's also, there's nothing wrong. It should also work. And it will hopefully be more efficient also. Maheshi, do you have a comment on how uh, Indian Railways is charting a future path uh, for newer trains, contracts, etc.? I think I agree with Sudhansu. Uh, I think more and more uh, private participation is happening. But uh, as far as the core activities of railways are concerned, I think that is, uh, that is continuing with the railways. Uh, particularly anything involving safety continues to be uh, with the railways. And uh, that is not being privatized. Yes, construction activities, manufacturing and other things, uh, they are definitely uh, needs to be privatized. Otherwise, we cannot achieve the kind of progress which we have to make and uh, make the system more efficient and uh, remove the bottlenecks which are there present. That also brings me to one question about the investigation. And uh, they say that the Commissioner Railway Safety from coming under the aegis of Ministry of Aviation has taken over this. Uh, and, uh, you know, simultaneously, there is a, a CBI inquiry going on. A CBI inquiry will definitely be there because they suspected probably some criminal angle here. Um, so there are two parallel inquiries that I want both of you to think about and what could be the reasons for which two agencies have been involved. Also, why is CRS, uh, you know, uh, under Ministry of Aviation? You know, by that logic, if the air crash accidents happen, then the Ministry of Railways should be investigating it. So I, I really don't understand this logic uh, of CRS, essentially, and what has been their track record, you know, in the past? Any any historic events that, that strike you? Uh, Sudhanshuji, do you want to go first? Okay, so the Commissioner of Railway Safety is an ex-railwayman, or the organization has ex-railwayman, who cannot go back to railways after joining this organization, and it works under the Ministry of Civil Aviation. To, uh, that uh, seals its independence from uh, the railway hierarchy. And the system has worked, to my mind, pretty well. They have made strong recommendations over the years. Not all of them have been you know, implemented. That's another matter. Sometimes, in an accident of this magnitude, so many lives have been lost and so many sensibilities and sensitivities are involved. There may be a perception, rightly or wrongly, that it's being investigated by somebody whose sympathies uh, lies, lie with railways. So that's one. Number two, why the CBI probe was ordered is something I cannot answer because apparently they have arrested, uh, I, as I've read in news, the station master and some signaling staff and Railways had also declared that they know who the culprits are. 
I can't believe that all these people who are involved in some criminal activities, definitely negligence, definitely shortcut working, but uh, straight away criminal negligence, but criminal intention is something uh, that doesn't, uh, you know, come to the fore. But government ordered a CBI inquiry. Maybe they had some information. I'll not comment beyond that. I have always said that because of the perception I talked about, and this being such a massive accident, I would have preferred if the government had gone ahead and ordered a judicial probe in this. Interesting. So, uh, what if we take forward from what Sudanshiji said about judicial probe, Maheshi, what do you think about this in terms of CRS, CBI, and then a judicial probe? How do we take this forward? And I will bring that question back to Sudanshiji, but for now, I want you to comment on this. Uh, I agree with Sudansu. In fact, uh, for most of the accidents, uh, inquiry by CRS has given good results. It has been quite quick. And uh, as the pe- people are from ex-railway people, so they know the system and they can go very deep into the technical aspect of the system. And they could uh, uh, give good recommendation and a future course of action. Uh, to avoid such things. All major accidents, as Sudansu says, uh, it will always be better to have judicial probe. Possibly, uh, they will look at it from a different angle, not from technical angle, from the manpower angle, from uh, maybe different angles. They can look into the accidents and come with a better recommendations. This is what my feeling is. And how exactly uh, does a judicial probe function? Uh, and taking this back to Mr. Sudanshu, this is uh, something that you, uh, do you recollect any past instances or anything that kind of strikes you in your years of service, which had been of a similar magnitude and, uh, and a judicial probe occurred? Or do you have any specific instances in mind? Yeah, I remember some instances. I remember one massive accident in Khana. I think, uh, or was it Firozabad, which was handled by a, a judicial committee appointed by the government. It is time-taking because uh, the our judicial process, as you know, is uh, they have to look at every angle and uh, also keep in mind that it, one has to establish guilt and one is presumed uh, innocent. So it takes time. That's the only drawback. But by and large in our country, a judicial pro is uh, considered the ultimate impartial probe. Uh, And I'm saying that CRSs have been doing their job uh, quite correctly, whether implemented or not by government is another matter. But here, uh, the accident was of a massive nature and after a long time, a massive accident after six, seven years and of this scale after 28 years. So it it would be a fair thing to have been, uh, it would be a fair thing on the part of the government to hand it over to a judicial probe. Mr. Mahesh, do you want to uh, chime in on this, uh, especially from the point of view of any pastly specific instances that you would remember, in, you know, in your service where signaling or telecom was an issue and uh, anything in your service that you remember? Yeah, there have been few accidents uh, which uh, in which similar kind of things were involved. Uh, 
like Firozabad accident, uh, which Dansu Mani was telling, 95, there was exactly uh, not, uh, it was not only signaling, but uh, more because of the station staff also, failure of station staff, uh, which has resulted into the accident. And one more accident which I remember is Rajaki Mandi. I think that, that was somewhere in 80s, 85 or something like that, you know, where again, uh, similar thing has happened, uh, where people were working and uh, there was a collision between trains. So there are a few accidents, which major accident which has happened due to failure of uh, similar interference with the uh, signaling system, uh, major accident which have happened. Yeah, I agree. And also the fact that uh, there might be negligence, but to call it criminal intent is uh, slightly far-fetched because uh, of the specific reasons that both of you mentioned in terms of there having been uh, incidences in the past which were caused due to manual or signaling interference issues. And uh, this brings me to my next question. Uh, Mr. Mahesh, first to you. A lot of people said Kavach, uh, they made Kavach literally like a political issue. So it's, it's of little use, you know, here. Uh, that's what has been at least said on record by uh, the officials that to prevent collision. So firstly, I would like you to comment on Kavach, its rollout. Why is it, you know, low at this point? Could it have helped or not? And then if not, then what are some methods to correct this, you know, these issues of signaling? How do you correct them? Yeah, Maitri, this uh, Kavach is a train control system and uh, it is uh, like uh, other ATP systems which are existing world over. But it has uh, many additional features which are even available in uh, systems like ETCS, uh, uh, which is in use on European railways and uh, other ATP systems world over. As far as this particular accident is, I will tell you about uh, the Kavach, uh, its feature, but uh, whether it would have helped in this particular case or not, uh, uh, yes, uh, it would be of little use in this particular case because uh, although the feature is available in this uh, system that in case the train enters a wrong line, suppose it has been given a signal for main line and it enters into a loop line, due to some kind of interference with the signaling system, it will immediately apply emergency brake. But in this particular case, the uh, loop line was occupied uh, and the distance of uh, guards break one from the uh, point where it has entered into the loop line was hardly 100, 150 meters only. Whereas the braking distance of such trains at 130 kmph would be more than 600 meters. So it would have helped little bit in the sense that uh, uh, impact might have reduced, but it will not have prevented the accident. So now uh, this uh, ATP systems are generally not meant for this particular purpose, although we have provided these features in this. Main purpose of this is uh, to ensure that uh, uh, it provides a help to the uh, driver, to the loco pilot. If, if he does any kind of mistakes, if he exceeds the speeds, overlook a signal, uh, the system, ATP system will uh, take over and control the train and stop it uh, before the 
signal or any kind of obstructions. So, uh, and it also monitors the speed continuously. It displays the maximum permissible uh, speed at which it can run and it will monitor the actual speed with the maximum permissible speed. And if it exceeds, it gives a warning. And uh, if uh, difference in speed is more, it will apply a brake. And if it is uh, even more, then it will apply the emergency brake and stop the train. So the purpose is that it also monitors uh, temporary speed restriction, permanent speed restrictions, which are there on the track. And when the train is going on the loop line, where the driver is exceeding speed and when, so all those things, you know, it will continuously monitoring uh, the train and providing assistance to the local pilot. But in uh, Kavach, uh, since we have developed in India, we, do pro we did provide, uh, in addition to ATP feature, which I discussed the feature, those were all ATP feature. We did provide anti-collision features also. So those anti-collision features are uh, when signaling is not working or sometimes you are doing interference with the signaling or mistakes happens and uh, then these systems uh, uh, do provide some kind of protection. May not be 100%, but uh, uh, to a large extent, it will provide uh, you some relief. So like uh, if suppose signal is, uh, uh, if train is standing on the uh, any track, and a signal has been taken off, uh, given yellow aspect or green aspect to receive the train on uh, where train is already standing, track circuit, somebody bypassed the track circuit. Uh, then uh, if that is a, uh, that train is also uh, ATP equipped train, then you will find that uh, uh, authority will not go to uh, uh, the train which has been, uh, for which signal has been taken off, signal is yellow or green, but uh, uh, his train will not go beyond that signal. So we have provided these kind of features uh, uh, in this. And suppose the two trains enter into the block sections uh, due to some mistakes, then uh, uh, they will uh, detect, uh, it will detect and uh, apply brake and stop, uh, like uh, minister has done the testing and they've seen the world. So those were the things uh, which were, uh, uh, by creating the shortcut, you have sent two trains in the block sections and uh, uh, train have stopped due to coverage. So we have provided a lot of features in coverage, but uh, uh, as far as this accident was concerned, uh, uh, maybe it would have given a uh, little bit of uh, advantage, not uh, prevented this accident. Okay. And uh, Mr. Mani, would you want to add something to what uh, Mahesh said about coverage? And if that little bit would have been, you know, sort of how much, you know? Yeah. So that little bit uh, is a matter of uh, uh, one can do an impact analysis and know how much. But since the front coaches of uh, Korovandal had, I think, the general bogies with overcrowded general bogies, I doubt if fatalities would have reduced substantially. So it, the the difference would have been only a little. I will add that there has been a lot of uh, talk about Kavach not being there and it's been under development in 20 years. Mr. Mangal has already clarified that it is a complete ATP with anti-collision features and it is... Uh, not the anti-collision system which was developed in NF uh, by Konkan Railway for NF long back. And uh, 
it is a system which is being rolled out yes the speed of rollout should be increased and we must remember that it is going to make the system safer on par with the european rail system and it will also increase the capacity of the system because it gives an advance warning of drivers to uh, signals to the driver so it's going to have uh, multiple advantages and uh, faster implementation is something which i think is called for no 100% i agree with uh, you on that one because it's just i guess the rollout is just 4% and the nature of the accidents might be different but just having that device there or the technology there is is something that we should be looking at if we're looking to fail at a safer side more often and uh, this brings me to another question about uh, you know overcrowding as we are mentioning here i believe that a general bogey uh, would have had in, in terms of there were so many people who were going in seater unreserved uh, taking tickets which were worth 370 rupees uh, there is literally no way that the migrant travelers would have you know been able to afford anything more uh, uh, let alone reserved uh, sleeper sleeper class tickets until their employers you know sometimes give them that a lot of them were going for finding new work and uh, uh from what we've heard and also by visiting the site of the incident by seeing the patients who were injured meeting the relatives of the deceased we found that uh, they were very very crowded uh, is it that one bogey can take about 70 people but the the capacity to which they were filled was literally double or more and and i would particularly want you to comment on overcrowding issues we could go with mr money first and how have you seen the problem of overcrowding in your career and and how does it impact the way you design coaches and uh, accommodate it for different different trains so yes so overcrowding is a, is a matter of fact and not double at times overcrowding is 3 to 4 times the capacity so you would hear people saying that they 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 don't pay enough so they travel like that but that's not what you're going to see in a developed country after amrit kal is over we have to work back assuming that we become a developed country after amrit kal and working back means every indian has to travel in with dignity if not great comfort but at least dignity and dignity would mean a seat or a berth for everyone now it may appear to be something impossible looking at the way trains run today but i don't believe that it's impossible more stress is required while vande bharat and uh, elite trains definitely are required because there is a clientele and it, it they are remunerative railways makes money from these trains that money for example can be used to run longer trains or design coaches which can accept more passengers it's again something that's possible i'm not just speaking through the hat it requires more and more stress to make sure that every indian travels as i said with dignity if uh, if not great comfort but i would like to bring mr mahesh here and want to also ask him how overcrowding can affect the capacity in which the train lunges ahead or you know just technically the whole running of the train or or the way you know it can wobble for instance is it uh, a matter of overcrowding as well um maitri i don't think uh, uh, that can happen with overcrowding uh, 
because you can see in Mumbai suburban how the trains are operating and uh, people in, in more than two or three times uh, the capacity uh, trains are filled up during peak hours and uh, still people are uh, traveling in the trains as uh, uh, there are other means of uh, transportations are not available or are very costly or equally uh, difficult to uh, adopt. But I don't think uh, any overcrowding to that extent can result in any, uh, except for inconvenience to the passengers uh, in any other kind of unusuals. Okay. And, but also uh, causing accidents uh, on tracks, falling off, that's something which is I, I have noticed in Bombay very often. Every day about 10 to 11 people are injured or you know, sort of lose their lives on tracks and it's very inhuman what's happening in Bombay suburban railways as well. But that that brings me to a question about, uh, you know, high density routes also. And I would like Mr. Mahesh to go first here. This is about balancing punctuality with safety. And because, you know, you've been working on signaling and telecom for a very long time. Could you comment a little on high density routes that you've seen in your career, like Howrah, Chennai, Delhi, Mumbai, working overtime, um, you know, always having the pressure to run at the pace that they run, uh, leaving out little time for any block maintenance works on tracks, etc.? Yes, Maitri, it uh, does happen because uh, most of these sections are operating at uh, uh, more than the uh, designed capacity of uh, the double line sections uh, which are there so um, uh, definitely there is a pressure on uh, uh, giving blocks and uh, giving disconnection and uh, ensuring the punctuality so basically uh, we have a working timetable which do provide a block period between uh, some mail express trains and uh, which is required to be followed uh, uh, by the controller uh, who are operating the trains is many times uh, which is not being followed because trains do run late and uh, uh, then they are not able to give uh, uh, the two hours uh, uh, periods uh, which are available for the block uh, uh, because of the late running of uh, some other mail and express train. But uh, as far as punctuality is considered, uh, it is being monitored uh, every day 24 by 7. And uh, as far as safety is considered, uh, there, there is uh, uh, definitely awareness uh, among all the staff regarding safety, but uh, safety uh, resulting into an accident happens only once in a while, whereas uh, punctuality results into uh, delay of trains and unusuals uh, very often. So that is why the uh, more and more emphasis is being given on uh, uh, punctuality and uh, uh, safety to that extent uh, takes a backseat. And Mr. Mani, would you want to, uh, you know, sort of uh, chip in here with, you know, this whole trade-off kind of an uh, scenario that's being built between punctuality and safety? No, no, there is there is no trade-off. Uh, safety cannot be traded off with anything. But I've been reading ridiculous suggestions like the speed should be reduced. Uh, sections are full, number of trains should be reduced. All those are totally retrograde. We have to increase speed, mind you, with safety. 
bring in systems like Kavachville, which will make it safer and you can go to higher speeds without any detriment to safety. So, first of all, there is no trade-off. Safety has to take uh, the uh, primacy over punctuality or train running. But train running can be improved, punctuality can be improved and it can be made safer with inputs like Kavach, for example, heavy uh, induction of funds to do track renewals, total elimination of uh, level crossings. We have eliminated unmanned level crossings. Now time has come to eliminate even manned level crossings, which can cause, uh, which cause delay and sectional capacity going down. So great separation is the solution. So these are the things we have to look at and not some knee-jerk reaction that speeds of train should be reduced and so on. Uh, so there is a need for uh, more focus, more implementation of uh, things like Kavach, track renewal, elimination of level crossings, and so on. I understand. So uh, you brought in grade separation. That's very interesting uh, input there and also about track renewals, right? Uh, now, what does it take to you know kind of renew the tracks and then lay the new tracks so uh, we often hear this dialogue about how newer and newer tracks are being laid but what about the existing tracks and their maintenance as well right in terms of the fact that there may be the the, the gaps between you know uh, the tracks would be higher or just just securing and supervising these tracks to understand that nobody has kind of uh, you know, chipped out a part of that track, uh, taking taking care of these little, little things about track maintenance. Just just wanted to get in your views, uh, Mr. Mahesh, and then Mr. Mani next about how track renewals should be happening. Maitre, in fact, uh, track maintenance as well as track renewal, uh, a lot of expenditure is being done. And in fact, uh, track maintenance is all uh, with automatic machines and uh, automatic monitoring by running the uh, trains at a regular intervals. And uh, uh, less and less of uh, uh, manual uh, checking. In fact, a lot of expenditure has been done, uh, long welded rails which, which, which are there. Uh, there is no uh, fist plate joints. Uh, points and crossings uh, are all uh, uh, much better quality which were uh, than the uh, things which were existing few years ago. And in fact, a uh, lot of inputs is going and uh, uh, which is uh, which has definitely reduced the maintenance requirement, uh, uh, manual maintenance requirement on the track. Mr. Mani? No, as I already said, so there is no dearth of funds nowadays. Uh, 2.62 lakh crores inducted in railways by the central government, largely from central government extra budgetary support. So, the government has decided whether railways runs a surplus or not, money would be inducted in railways. Fair enough. So, uh, the focus has to shift to signaling, track renewal, elimination of level crossings. And they, that will give great dividends in terms of improving capacity and ability to run trains at higher speeds with enhanced safety. And uh, because you also mentioned uh, speed and you could uh, take this question first, Mr. Mani would be about the essentially the speed at which this particular train was running. It was running at 
a high speed of 128 kilometers per hour it it just couldn't sense the local pilot couldn't sense what was happening there but uh, but signaling and safety was definitely an issue uh, we are looking at uh, running speed uh, trains at, at a much higher speed even vande bharat they say they just claimed uh, at 240 kilometers per hour i don't know and it's it's you have also responded to that in many forums including your own posts and articles that this is bizarre so if it has to be a graded increase in the way we are looking at speed uh, then how would that gradation be uh, for both vande bharat and for uh, other regular trains yeah so in context of indian railways as it obtains today talking of anything beyond 160 kilometers is are nothing but castles in the air there's no track for that and uh, not even for 160 we should only talk of 160 kilometers per hour at present which is very much doable with these same improvements which i talked about in infrastructure and it will enhance safety as i said because uh, to answer your question about the coromandel driver coming at 120 and not being able to sense Uh, in such advanced systems driver is not supposed to sense these things these would be conveyed to him in, in cab signaling in the cab itself and kavach covers that uh, so 130 km is not something new to railways it's been there for decades and uh, it's well equipped it has certain requirements which i'm sure were filled up uh, before uh, crs gave a sanction over 30 km running like uh, double distant uh, elimination of level crossings certain track structure and so on so uh, 130 was not particularly high because 130 128 because 130 is the sanction speed of the section and we have many such sections on indian railways which are working smoothly anything beyond 160 is possible only on the mumbai uh, ahmedabad section being built and uh, whether it's 200 or 240 and if icf is being challenged to manufacture a train to that capability then they should uh, get japanese to agree that in non crowded time trains developed by india would run at higher than 200 or 240 kilometers per hour on those tracks but we indian railway is not going to have a track in a hurry which will go beyond 160 kilometers per hour a few takeaways from today's discussion are the need to bring back a culture of safety saying no to adopting shortcuts a quicker rollout of anti collision systems like kavach and an understanding that there is no trade off between punctuality and safety safety comes first thank you so much mr mangal and mr mani for agreeing to join us in this important discussion today 